and welcome to episode 35 of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a First Geek 411 podcast series. I don't care that it said 11 in parentheses, I'm not doing it. I'm Carrie, and as usual, I'm here with my sister Corey and my friend Deanna. Hi, guys. Hola. Hi. Are we glad that it's spooky season? Of course. Yay! Of course, last year we celebrated with like a whole month of spooky themed stuff, and we might need to pull out some different Halloween movies that we didn't do last year, but we haven't really made any plans this year. That's kind of strange. Oh, you haven't made any plans. <laughs> oh, okay. Dun, Good. Dun, I'm glad dun. other people have. Bum, bum, bum. So, before we get started on today's episode of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, uh, we are going to remind you of our social media. You can find us on Facebook as Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. Our email is firstgeek411 at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at FTPD underscore podcast. Our personal Twitter is for me, Carrie. It's at sparkle underscore fists. For Corey, it's at spilled x water and for deanna it's at deanna 790 you can check us out on itunes stitcher google podcasts and spotify or whatever you're using right now to listen to us that will do just fine <laughs> we have a website www.1geek411.com it threw me off there was no st but there you go yep. that's our website today's feature film will be enchanted that's what we're going to talk about um, and then we are going to rank some Disney princes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. So let us begin with our feature film, Enchanted. Mm. Now, Enchanted came out in 2007. It's the story of a young woman named Giselle who's searching for her true love and um, meets her prince. Yeah, and it's great until a wicked stepmother of her fiance pushes her into a well and she finds herself in the modern world. That's very exciting. And the, the modern world changes her ideas about reality and love and all of this stuff. And she also manages to pull a sort of like cranky single man out of his uh, funk and it's a whole because mm -hmm. she's so jolly and wonderful and Disneyified. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, that's the story of Enchanted. Yeah. This movie is going to be terrible when it comes to trivia. Because there's a lot of it. <laughs> All the so, trivia. I'm going to I had to severely limit myself this week on trivia. It's hard for this one. It it was very hard, but I did it. So to begin with, according to director Kevin Lima, thousands of references are made to past and future works of Disney and Enchanted, which serve as both a parody and a giant love letter to Disney classics. As Lima worked with Bill Kelly, the writer, to inject Disney references to the plot, it became an obsession. That was a quote. <laughs> he derived the name of every character as well as anything that needed a name from past Disney films to bring in more Disney references. That is why it's hard. Yeah. There are thousands of trivia points I could point it out. It is so I'm made of references. It is. This is a. Re this movie is references. It's all it really and is. It's so I'm going to hit some of the high. Yes, it is. <gasps> I'm going to hit some of the highlights before I ask y'all your opinion. So we're going to start out with the one that shocked me. I did not know this. The animated scenes, this movie is is animated in live action. Everything in the fairy tale world before Giselle gets pushed into the well is animated and then the real world is live action. The animated scenes were not done by Disney Animation. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It was done by James Baxter Animation, which was the studio that did Curious George, the new movies. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I wonder why. But, you know, I don't know, but you know, watching it, it doesn't look like Disney. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I always just thought that they were going for like a cutesy over cartooned kind of version of their own stuff because it was supposed to be kind of a parody. Well, but no, it just it wasn't even them. Sometimes Disney will try to do something just a little unorthodox as far as animation. Just, right. the, you know, so I didn't think anything was weird about it. Hmm. I just thought it was slightly different animation. Yeah, I didn't different think. Style. Yeah. yeah. A completely different studio or because it was such a short small portion of the movie maybe it was like we're right. not going to give this to our animation studio working on like our big big films we're going to give it to somebody else it's possible it's possible maybe who knows um this is the first feature-length disney live action traditional animation hybrid since who framed roger rabbit in 1988 mm. Ooh. Ooh. so that was that was a pretty cool nice little tidbit um i see this fact circulating on the internet all the time so i'm putting this on here to correct some things on the internet i see all of the male dancers in the in the uh how does she know song were chimney sweeps and mary poppins this is inaccurate <laughs> only one of the male dancers appeared in Mary Poppins That's as a chimney cool. sweep and in this movie. It's still cool. It's amazing. But everyone's like, it's all of them. I'm like, no, there's not nine of them still around to dance. It's one of the, the one. Is it one of the old guys that like pulls the flowers mm -hmm. out? Yes. Yeah. It's there's this really cute scene in the park if you haven't seen it, where Giselle is dancing around singing a song, How Does She Know? You love her. And there's this line of old men sitting on benches across from a line of like older women sitting on benches. And they get up and they start dancing this little dance and they pull out flowers in the late. It's it's really cute. But one of these men was a chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. So that's that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But I dislike the misinformation spread. Yes. <laughs> so I put that on there. Yep. Um, print, when Prince Edward is knocking on apartment doors in search of Giselle, because Prince Edward, you know, Giselle's fiance comes to try to save her. Uh, the very first door is opened by, oh, we discussed this on the singing episode. I can't remember how to pronounce her name. Judy Kuhn? 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 I don't remember. <laughs> she was the singing voice of Pocahontas. We totally discussed this. I cannot remember how I to properly pronounce Kuhn. her name now. Kuhn! We're gonna go with Kuhn. Uh, the first door opened is Judy Kuhn, the singing voice of Pocahontas. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that so one. I yeah, I thought that was cool. I tried to pick ones that I didn't know, mm -hmm. slash wanted to correct people's information on. Yeah. Uh, also, when Giselle is looking in the fish tank, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid is playing as background music. And in that same scene, Jody Benson is playing a secretary, and she's also Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. So they tried to bring in a lot of former princesses. And you know what's amazing is they really tried so hard at this. Well, you know, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Uh, when Prince Edward is flipping through TV channels in his hotel room, the soap opera he's watching features Paige O'Hara, the voice of Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Yep. So, so she's like, how they, can I love a man who doesn't even love himself? <laughs> yes. So they tried so hard to include all of these older Disney princesses. And you know what? They even saw future princesses and brought in Idina Menzel to play Nancy. They even planned that far ahead. She's a queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. Idina Menzel does play Nancy Tremaine in this movie, um, and she later voiced Tremaine. Uh, uh. Yeah, her, her last name is Tremaine, like Lady Tremaine, which was yes, which was yeah. a reference to Lady Tremaine. 
Um, but yeah, she later does play Elsa. Who was a stepmother. And she almost <laughs> becomes a stepmother. But. She, that's right. That's right. She was almost the wicked stepmother, except she's not wicked. So many connections. She's great. Yeah. It's insane. I loved, I loved Nancy. Also, what was great is Nancy does not sing, which Idina Menzel thought that was pretty great because this was the first role she'd ever been in that wasn't a singing part. Yeah. And she liked being picked for her acting ability, not her singing ability. <laughs> you know, everyone likes a change of pace every once in a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course she's a phenomenal singer and she's been hailed as one for a long time since she was on Broadway, but mm-hmm. it's nice for her to know that it's also her acting abilities, not just her mm-hmm. singing. Yeah. So. Until Enchanted 2! <laughs> ah, which may happen, may not happen. It's it's supposed to be set 10 years in the future. They were supposed to start filming. Patrick Dempsey was said he would be in it. Amy Adams said she would be in it. James Marsden said he would be in it. They all said they'd be in it. So I don't know what the holdup is, Disney. What are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Um, speaking of which, this wasn't on my list. That 300 actresses auditioned for Giselle. Amy Adams was number 275. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, At the beginning of the movie, Giselle is singing a song about true love's kiss, and she's creating a mannequin of her true love. This is the opening scene. The outfit on the mannequin she puts, the, the, the outfit that she puts on the mannequin is not worn by Edward, her prince. It's worn by Robert, who she ends up with, mm. at the ball. So that was supposed to be a reference and a connection there. Is that wasn't the prince's outfit? That was Robert's outfit. Yeah. And they did a lot with uh, costuming and stuff like that in this movie. For example, um, we see Giselle progress into a modern woman in this. She's in the fairy tale land, and then she ends up in the real world, and she becomes more very modern. And as she is doing this, so does her wardrobe. Hmm. She begins in this over-the-top wedding gown. This skirt weighed forty-five pounds. <laughs> She had to have a stunt double teach her how to walk in the dress because of how terrible it was. Yeah. Um, and then the next dress she wears is a very princessy long gown. And then it switches to a girly, flouncy, but kind of shorter dress. And then that you see her at the ball in a very modern and sleek evening gown. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I didn't know this. I noticed this for Giselle. I didn't know this for Robert. Oh. Robert starts from a suit to a tie and tie to more casual clothing. And then his stuff slowly progresses to be more and more casual. And then he ends up in the prince outfit. So she's progressing and he's kind of chilling out. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that like, it was really cool that they did that with both of them. Oh yeah. Well, I also noticed this during the movie and I was kind of more upset by it than anything else, but Edward never changes his clothes. How bad must those (laughs) clothes reek? Ever. He uh, never changed his clothes. It was and he strange. did so much running in them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in animation, they don't often change their clothes, so maybe that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. in animation, changing your clothes... Like, think about, like, uh, watching... I don't know why Tangled just came to mind, but all the stuff they go through in Tangled and they never change their outfit. Until, like, that later on scene. But, yeah. Until, yeah, the later on scene. That might have so... been the only clothes she had. <laughs> well, yes, she only sews maybe. dresses for Pesca. <laughs> but my point being is, people don't change clothes much in Disney movies, and people don't really notice it. Yeah, and that's just true of animation in general. 
Um, or the guys so, yeah. don't ever hardly, but the girls have yeah. a, a few different outfits. But the guys, because you see them, I guess, less of night, mm-hmm. don't have as many. But yeah. I just was thinking about it because they were going to this ball and it's like, what will I wear? And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine. Yeah. This probably... And my last thing is another kind of costumey camera thing. Um, at the end, Robert and Giselle, they're at the ball and they dance. Uh, when Nancy cuts in, they make a weird camera angle to make it look like she's wearing a crown, which was foreshadowing to her becoming Edward's wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll need to watch that. Like, re- next time I watch it, like, I'll watch for that. Look for that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of great stuff. There's so much trivia, like Bella Note is the name of the restaurant they go to, which is the song from Lady and the Tramp. And it's a whole, there's way too much. There's way too much to really hit everything. I'm trying to think of um, where everyone's names come from now. Uh, Robert's last name is Philip, which is a reference to yeah. Prince Philip. Nancy's from yeah. Pollyanna. Oh. oh. Also, the there's this was probably one of the facts you cut, but it was, there were two older ladies at the ball that was the voices of i think cinderella yes. and sleeping beauty i think that's right it's just there's so many i know there's i was like so this is probably many. one you cut but i do really really yeah. like that one because it's like because yes. we already mentioned a couple other princesses so i was like what the they other? tried to get as many princesses as they could in this film they even got um she wasn't a princess but they got julie andrews to be oh she did the voice be the narrator yes it had the whole book opening like it did in the like older disney Cinderella. films mm-hmm. yeah and sleeping beauty and yeah i love that there's just so many so, references it's like so that needs like if someone were to do some sort of drinking game like you we, for references you wouldn't get very far <laughs> Deanna, I don't think we that should do that. We would someone. die. Like if we would die. I didn't say we do it. If a person were to do, <laughs> I cannot advise that. Yeah, no, don't do I it. Not possibly. Do like you tiny be, sips. You would just you just be chugging for an hour and a half. Like I don't know. That's a terrible idea. Yep. So don't <laughs> nobody do this. We're telling you right no, now. Don't do that. Don't. If you don't were, mix that idea. If you were thinking that before, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, tell me what you think about the film. We'll start with Corey. It didn't age very well, in my opinion. Oh. Um, I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and there were things about it I really liked, but I feel like it lost something in the intervening years. I don't know. Like Part of it was just the computer-generated stuff wasn't isn't as impressive now. Like The dragon mm. looks silly to me. Uh-huh. And, um, so, but on the whole, the story is still cute, but the characters sometimes feel pretty flat and they don't necessarily play off of each other well. And, um, my biggest complaint about this entire movie is that Nerissa's plan makes no sense. It makes no (laughs) sense. Why is she trying to kill Giselle? She should be trying to kill Edward. Giselle <laughs> has nothing to do with it. It she oh, yeah, was he's gonna, gonna succeed anyway. Yeah, she was gonna Here's break up thing. with Edward and instead of just letting her do it, she kept trying to kill her. Okay, Why? I'll give you that, but what if she doesn't want to kill Edward because she likes Edward? Well, then why is she tra- still going after Giselle when she was going to leave him? I just- I'll, I'll give you that. But <laughs> the reason why she may not have killed Edward in all this time is, you know, Giselle hints that 
Edward really likes his stepmom. So maybe Nerissa seems very fond of him when she runs into him. She doesn't want him to think badly of her. And that could be conniving, but that could be she genuinely likes Edward. I would like that if they had shown it touched on it at all yeah it would have been better if they had touched on it at all but as Mm. it stands it's like this doesn't make sense why are you trying to kill this girl also she is not a very effective villain i mean she was when she was the dragon and she took um, patrick dempsey up to the top of that tower i don't understand why she carried him all the way if she had just thrown him (laughs) it would be over she wouldn't have to deal with him anymore yeah, it's true. She just wants the dramatic element too. She's not too. very effective. <laughs> no, she's just overly dramatic. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, I- I'm giving this movie a lot of criticism. I do enjoy it. I just um, thought of sorry. Uh, that reminded me of the scene in A Bug's Life. It was like, we drew a picture of one of you dying because our teacher said it would be more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry, keep going. No, 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 I like it. Um, but yeah, I'm giving the movie a lot of criticism because I feel like it could have been better. Mm. I still enjoy it, but... Like as a film and a yeah. story, yeah. Okay, Deanna, what are your thoughts? Um, I love this movie, <laughs> but I'm really easy to please. Um, I mean, if you just take it as the love letter to Disney thing, it's great. Like, if you just don't care about plot (laughs) and everything, and it's just a fun time because, like, I just enjoy seeing all the references because, like, obviously, like, we're all Disney fans. It's fun to see those, like, callbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think 2007 was kind of in the middle of that, like, experimental time. It was. So it was was kind of nice to, like, see them just do something random and then, like, be like, Remember all of our classics? We're not doing great now, but remember all of these great things? (laughs) We've done good things before. Yeah. um, I mean, 2007 was crucial for them because it was really before they got into Marvel and all of that stuff. mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. The beginning of Mm -hmm. crazy things. It was before they got into the big Mm -hmm. uh, control that they have on a lot of movies. Yeah, and um, I love the songs. They're so much fun. Um, yeah, it's it's just a fun movie. Like, I don't think it's meant to be, like, you know, an amazing story. I think they, it was maybe it's like people got bored at the office and like, let's make this movie. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I love watching it. Um, but yeah, it's I agree, though, like the story is kind of like not the strong part <laughs> yeah and i just i just feel like the characters weren't genuine a lot of times yeah they're just mm. all meant to be cliche they're is tropey, the problem yeah. yeah it's like the whole point of the movie is everyone is a cliche and tropey and i guess that, that's kind of why the plot couldn't really do much because it was kind of the i will say this i think i'm somewhere in between because i kind of agree with Corey that it it wasn't it there a lot of it didn't age well mm. and then i also really agree with the end it's really great to see all the references and i think that they failed in thinking outside the box which is so funny for this movie because it's very outside the box they failed in thinking that just because it's a parody and just because they're archetypes and they're stereotypes 
doesn't mean that they can't twist it. Mm. Doesn't mean that they can't give it some depth. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that they can't really hit those emotional things. And Disney has done that recently in in other movies where they've hit a really great emotional depth and they've twisted things on its head. And they've done a really good job since then. I think they limited themselves with this movie when they really could have done something spectacular it was good but it could have been really out there amazing what do you think something they could have like changed in the plot that would have made it do you have any ideas just off the top of your head i mean i think i think i was discussing with this with Corey. i had some good ideas but now that you're asking me i'm having a hard time remembering (laughs) what they were um i just I think that the romance with um, with Patrick, not Patrick. It is Patrick. Patrick but- Dempsey's character, <laughs> Robert, Robert. Robert, yes. Um, it was done very poorly when they mm-hmm. fell in love. And he is somebody whose wife left him and he's a single dad and all mm-hmm. of this and dealing with Nancy and that complexity of their relationship and all of this. It could have been done better. You know, his jadedness, his possibility to have trust issues, all of that. I feel like they gave a very nice background idea and then touched on none of it. Mm. This idea that his daughter, he's he's pushing certain expectations on his daughter and she just wants to be a princess. And for some reason that's not okay. And he has this girlfriend, but he's not happy. And maybe he's fine because she's stable. And then he meets this woman and maybe they don't like in they, maybe he's afraid of falling in love with her because she seems really flaky and he had been left. Like Mm. there's all kinds of stuff that they really could have dug into. And really they kind of, they touch on it ever so lightly. Like the idea also that Nancy wants him to be romantic and he's just not, Mm. but she's like, he's a good guy and we have a good time. Why shouldn't I? And like, why shouldn't we be together? And I, I honestly believed Nancy and Edward falling in love more than I believed Giselle and Robert. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and if it, I just they they really could have dug in, I think, and they didn't. Yeah, I think if they had maybe given Giselle like some more, like dialogue, like mm-hmm. like some sort of like a few times when she says something like profound that kind of turns like kind of switches on like a new idea in in Robert's head to be like mm-hmm. like she offers some sort of perspective. Mm-hmm. Other than mm-hmm. just everything's great, you know, yeah. Yeah. like something, love- some sort of thing that she, some sort of wisdom that she has yes. other than just being happy all the time. Like some sort of like little wisdom nugget, like or a few she could have placed along the way to kind of like show him like a new mindset or something. It's kind of like if they had given her the persona of Cinderella in the new live action Cinderella. She's always sweet. She's always kind. But it's not just because, oh, I'm, oh. Everything is happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's because she has suffered and she's pushed through and she's strong, but she has a kindness and, like, there is a wisdom in her. She's, like, choosing kindness. Yeah, if they had shown that there was, they just seemed to give no depth to Giselle. And I blame none of the actors for these issues. 
Honestly, I don't because I've seen them all in other things. I know they're phenomenal. Amy Adams is amazing. I've seen Patrick Dempsey be wonderful. I've seen all of them be wonderful. And here's the other thing I think. Mm -hmm. Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey have zero chemistry. (laughs) It's weak. None whatsoever. And I know Amy Adams can have a chemistry. I know Patrick Dempsey can have chemistry. I've watched Grey's Anatomy. I know for a fact he can be adorable and have great chemistry. I know it's there. It is not there in Robert. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, I just... Sometimes it just happens. It was... It was very sweet. It's it's very cute. It's still very enjoyable. But when I watch it, I go, wow, what a missed opportunity to really be deep as well as sweet and great. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think they thought they were um, defying expectations by going, ha ha, now she must save the man. Yeah. But like, that's not. And she did nothing. Yeah, I know. Sorry. But. It, it just, it was weird. Like, she didn't have a good background that would make her pick up a sword and chase the dragon. Mm. It, they didn't even have a weak line. Like, I was taught this. Like, what? not even one line. Mm. Not even one. Just like, she yep, just picked it up. This is what I do now. Mm. And uh, yeah. it just, instead of doing something better with the character and subverting expectations that way and maybe showing, like, a sudden, you know, insight into how she's not what you expected. Like, maybe give her some some depth or show why she's always like that or something like that. Mm. Something about the character more interesting. It's like, no, uh, now the woman will fight. Isn't this exciting? (laughs) You know how you solve this problem? You cut every scene with Pip. I know, right? almost, Almost, almost every scene with Nathaniel. Get rid of those stupid moments. They are not funny. Okay, there's one, there's one, there's one that's funny. But they're not that funny. And you have plenty more time to dig into Giselle and understand her as a main character. You have plenty more time to develop the romance. There is only one funny thing with Pip. One. (laughs) It has nothing to do with Nathaniel. It's Edward. It's the part whenever he's like trying to like uh, charades yeah. to Edward and he's like has the app and he's like and he goes he's good he's like, I remember <laughs> quoting that with my friend a lot because that was funny but the rest of it is not funny that's probably the best part of the movie he's good <laughs> <laughs> that, that is funny but if you cut all of the extra nonsense then you'd have more time. And here, I just... Okay, there... who was surprised by Nathaniel turning on the queen? Nobody! It's boring! <laughs> you know, but they're trying to... They were like, oh, we're going to be so different from, you know, the classic. But all of these things that they did have become standards in and of themselves. So it yeah, wasn't not exciting. New. And I do not understand why they tried so hard to make Susan Sarandon ugly. That woman is stunning. <laughs> Like, okay, it's yeah. been 12 years. She looks better now than she did in that movie. And it has nothing with work done. It's they, like, obviously tried to make her look bad. I don't understand why. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like this movie, it's like there are two lenses to watch it through. And it's either yeah. the critical, like, 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 watching it for, like, how you'd watch most movies. <laughs> and then yes. just watching it for the fun. I would agree. Fun time. I would agree. I think maybe the first time I watched it, it was definitely for the fun time. But now, Mm -hmm. 12 years later, I'm looking back on it as somebody who has, you know, read about writing screenplays and has watched movies more critically. And I'm going, this could have been Mm -hmm. a masterpiece. Instead, it's 
Cotton candy. If anyone wants uh, Carrie to start a blog on all the movies she would fix their <laughs> scripts for, send it in Twitter and let her know. <laughs> I, I would totally do that. I keep saying I, w- I will, but I don't. I definitely want to She needs to motivation. Everyone tweet at her. <laughs> I don't have enough hobbies as it is. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't have enough. She could use one more. <laughs> I could use more piled on. But yes, uh, I, I, I really wish Disney would just hire me, show me their completed script, and I'll be like, I will be making three changes. It, Thank you. It'd and be, just like, hey, Deanna. Yeah. What's the best character in this movie? Oh! No, no, I didn't ask you. I know what you're um, going to say. Best who's character. Who's the best, best as it? Best character. Best character. Just yeah. say it. Best character. Why do I feel pressure? I feel pressure. Just say it. Just say you're the best character. Yeah, right. I don't know what's happening. I'm really confused. Just, no, she and I have already agreed who the best character is. Give me a we hint. We want to know who you think. No, no. just say it's who not, it is. It's not a right answer, it's except right for the one that answer. we were thinking of. I'm gonna be it's judged by saying something. No, you're <laughs> not. Say the say the best character. Um, come on, say it. Is you? Um. <laughs> oh gosh, hang on. Oh, the bus driver. Okay, I'll accept pretty good, that. Pretty good, fair answer. We agree, we both agreed the character that that can do no wrong and has not aged improperly or anything is, is Edward. Edward. <laughs> Edward. Edward is perfect. Edward sells it. If James Marsden had not sold Edward, it would oh. not be good. He's flawless. There are no complaints like, from me about Edward. He's he does so, sell he's that so perfectly. cringy in some parts because he's embarrassing because he's like full of himself. But despite being full of himself, like he's very cute. Like he's the very second, genuine about it. The second his yes. kiss didn't work, he's like, "Oh, Patrick Dempsey, you try." I love how it's Patrick Dempsey. I don't know like, why. He just he. I know. I'm the same. But Edward would be you're a- right entertaining person to be with and, and <laughs> when it works so sincere when it worked, he was happy mm-hmm. oh poor he, he was do, smiling he in the background do, yes he is not a, he's not jealous he is not mean he was like oh you want the like how long do dates last because you want to go on a date and uh, okay. she's like oh they can go on and on he's like all right sure it's whatever makes you happy and then you know, whenever he meets Nancy, you know, he's still in that mindset of how fairy tale land works for true love, instantaneous, all that. But Nancy, who is a modern woman who has a good job, is clearly educated and all this, sees this romantic side of him and sees his sincerity and is like, yeah, let's go jump in this manhole together and get married. <sighs> I would if he showed so, up. So the true winner of this film was Nancy. <laughs> it's true, yes. Nancy, if, if there was a contest to this film, Nancy won it. <laughs> Yeah, because nothing against Robert could have been a compelling and interesting and lovable character. He really could have, but he was not. <laughs> um, and you know, let's just throw this out there too. Nancy is also an exceptional human being. She found her boyfriend uh, in his apartment, tangled <laughs> up with a naked woman, and her response. A hot naked woman. Her response was, "If you say nothing happened, nothing happened." Yep. Like, yeah. Whoa! So much trust. <laughs> yeah, she has obviously put up with a lot of his trust, like with his like 
uh, commitment issues and stuff and she's really nice to his daughter and she's they're both great people they deserve each other i'm so glad nancy and edward ended up together mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so i think to summarize the movie is good no matter what lens you look at look at it through if you look at it through sweet nostalgia referential to disney it's it's wonderful cotton candy time if you look at it as, wow, Disney, you missed out an opportunity to create something really deep and something very different, then it's it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still good, no matter what Lindsay still worth a watch, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, Especially definitely. if you're a Disney fan, see it. Oh, yeah. I, I pick on things I like a lot and really dissect them. So you may have noticed that in the 34 episodes we've done, Corey and I tend to do that. We, yeah. we talk about yeah. things things we're passionate about. Well, if you're <laughs> apathetic, you don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, you're like, Or if you truly hate something, you avoid talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> to maintain relationships <laughs> with other people. Yes. <laughs> or just to save your sanity. That too. <laughs> I'm a passionate person. When I hate things, I do so... Passionately. <laughs> passionately. Vehemently. Um... Uh. <laughs> So we're going to move on before I get angry. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Um, so, Newsies banner. Tom Holland is back! Yay! Hallelujah! He was gone briefly, but he is back. He is going to come back in a third Spider-Man film and one other Marvel film. And who knows what else Disney and Sony will decide in the future. But Tom Holland ain't leaving! <laughs> he is here to stay. We are very happy. Poor Tom Holland. You're just getting tossed around. <laughs> uh, actually, I what I read was that he took a lot of the internet posts and things that people were putting out there and took it to the heads of Disney and Sony being like, look, this is what the fans are saying. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a bad move. Like, y'all need to chill out. <laughs> this is what I heard and read. Mm-hmm. So Tom Holland, voice of the people. He speaks for himself. He (laughs) speaks. He's like, my name is Tom Holland. I speak for the geese. (laughs) (laughs) I speak for the people. (laughs) Anyway. um, Also, another thing. Did y'all know he's going to be in a movie um, about like the electricity wars? Have y'all seen that trailer? No. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch and Nicholas Holt and Tom Holland. I saw a trailer for, I think, before Downton Abbey. I don't remember the name of it. Wait! What? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the like Downton Abbey movie is out. <laughs> but it's no, Deanna, this is crucial. The Downton Abbey movie is out. Yes. Oh my gosh! Why haven't I seen it? It came out oh, like two I... weeks ago. No, I'm leaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Come back. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, now I'm googling trailers for the current war. Yeah, so I, I remember seeing that trailer. Um, so I was like, oh, Tom Holland. He looks like such a baby, though, compared to the other guys in it. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Nikola Tesla is kind of a, a personal interest of mine. He was such a weirdo. <laughs> such an endearing weirdo. Yeah, so I'm not sure when that movie's coming out. I, mean, I know it's not Disney, but um, also I think we got some, like, meet or some uh promotional stuff for the live little mermaid thing with like ali it already came came out there was a problem it was 
distributed by the Weinstein Company. So they shelved it. And uh, it was... It was oh, so it's not coming out anymore. It was already released in 2017. The current war thing? Yeah. Huh. That's so odd. I wonder why I, I hadn't heard of it. Before. There's no more showings tonight! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe maybe <laughs> tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. I need to go see it. <laughs> Alright, the other thing I was going to say. Yes, they released some promotional a promotional trailer for the new... Uh, the live action uh, Little Mermaid, but not the movie, the the made for TV Broadway version or whatever that has Ali right. Cravalho uh, and Queen Latifah. Right. It's kind of like, but, is it like the same thing? Like whenever they did Grease live and Sound of Music live? I think so, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch those, but I got a juicy tidbit from when I was Googling today David Diggs is in talks to be Sebastian in the movie. And I was like, I've never been attracted to a crab before. This should be different. (laughs) Wait, who is this guy? David? David David Diggs. Of Hamilton fame. Lafayette and Hamilton. And I realize I just said I've never been attracted to a crab before. And I know that's not true. Oh. (laughs) Because of Tomatoa being voiced by Taika Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, I see what you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) so I'm like, oh, right? He's gorgeous. Both Taika and David, I suppose, are beautiful men. Anyway, um, I would definitely, totally love that casting (laughs) choice. I would be so happy with the idea of him as like a singing, rapping crab. I, with a French accent, can we do that? The question is, is Sebastian... Can he, can he have a French accent? He's also playing Louis. I wonder what, how oh, they're going to make yeah. Sebastian look live action. He could do that. Like, he could play, also movie. play Chef Louis. He can play two parts in the same production. <clears throat> that would be amazing. Disney, I changed my <laughs> mind. Done it I want Sebastian. I want Sebastian to be Jamaican. I want Lafayette to play... Oh, not Lafayette. <laughs> oh, man. I have a problem. Uh, I want to be Diggs to be Chef Louis and Sebastian. Done. <laughs> I, I want it. Yeah. I Do we it. think Sebastian will look like an actual crab? Yeah. I don't know, and I'm afraid of that. I answer. think so. I'm really curious as to how they're going to make this look okay. Because he looks because not like a regular crab in the Disney will, version. He looks like he some other kind of creature. Not. He does not look like a crab. And I'll also say this. Tomatoa also doesn't look like a crab. It's, there's one way but to animate crabs. Crab, so, you know. They're, yeah, I suppose. So, yeah. But that's my little that's my little tidbit that I caught a hold of when I was doing the notes. I was like, oh, David Diggs, I love you. Aww. So, yeah, fun time. He's great. So, um, it has we may, we've said this in our social media. We've not really said this on recording before, have we? I don't remember. It's been a year since we've started this podcast. Yeah, it's been a whole year, and I have realized when I was doing the Once Upon a Time segment. That as it's been a full year, I did not want to make any mistakes about repeating on this day in Disney history stuff, nor did I want to go back and listen to our other podcasts and look at the notes. So I've decided to cook up something different. Ooh. Oh, I know. It's going to be exciting. So here's what uh, we're going to do. Okay. We are going to, I'm going to ask three Disney trivia questions. Oh. Yes. Uh, and Corey and Deanna will answer them separately and we'll see who gets a better score. Oh, no. What? 
Yeah, it's going to be competition. <sighs> so, uh, we can do this several ways. You guys can write them down, or this can all be edited out, Deanna, right now. Um, or what we can do is one of you can get off your headphones and not listen, and we can te- call you to come back. Okay. Or we could just text your answers. Or you could just text me the answers. That's also fair. What would y'all like to do? I think just texting. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And then you can Sep- read them both. Separately. Separately. Not yeah. um, not in the group yeah. text. Separately. Right. So, um, would you like the multiple choice answers? Yes. Um, I, I don't know. Read you- the question first. And then you can decide. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Because, like, last week, some of them were... were- I won't say hard, but it was like it won't so be like specific that. that yeah, it won't be like that. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, this is the hardest one I think on the list. Okay. Walt Disney's favorite character appeared in, originated, in which movie? Ooh. His favorite. Walt Disney's favorite character originated from which movie? If you would like the four choices, I never mind Corey sitting in an answer. So okay, I would like. And then Corey will yeah. get to resubmit. Okay. Ahem. Peter Pan, Bambi, Cinderella, or Pinocchio. I Peter stick with Pan, my original answer. Bambi, Cinderella, or Pinocchio. I'm not 100 percent confident. Both y'all wrong. We're both wrong. I was afraid of that. The correct answer is Pinocchio. Walt Disney loved the character Figaro. I love Figaro. Kitty! Figaro is Geppetto's cat. But like everyone else in that movie is annoying, so. Today, Figaro (laughs) is found alongside Mickey Mouse and even makes appearances in Disney parks around the world. Figaro, if you notice, is in Mickey Mouse cartoons as belonging to Mickey. He's Minnie's, Minnie's cat. Cause I thought he was Mickey's I mean, there are a couple, so they share yeah. him. But I think so it's like Minnie's he, cat and Mickey's dog. But because, Pino- because Walt Disney loved Figaro so much, he started getting put in cartoons. Okay, cool. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I love so Figaro. No points for either of y'all on that one. Mm. Okay. That's all right. Okay. I'm just like, we guess? were both equally, I'm Peter Pan. I guess Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, we were both all equally right. like not sure. So This one. I will not give you any answers for. Okay. Which Disney movie was originally planned to be called Kingdom of the Sun? I know this oh, one. Oh, oh. Sent. Both of you got it correct. It is the, the Emperor's New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove was originally going to be a very, very different, serious movie where Yzma was trying to get rid of the sun. Aretha so, Kitt sang yeah. a song called Snuff Out the Light. Right. <laughs> she sounded amazing. All right. So that is one point for each of you. Oh, no. It's down to this one. <clears throat> Who voices Tito in Oliver and Company? I don't know his name. What actor voices Tito in Oliver and Company? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Corey, you are correct. It is Cheech Marin. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Deanna sent a rapper. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cheech Marin is a comedian oh. and an actor. <laughs> um, very good. I was going to come down to a, a tiebreaker, but I guess Corey is the winner. Yay. She got two out of the three. I will say, listening to a lot of these episodes, though, you guys know way more actor names than I do. And I thought I knew a lot. And, but it doesn't compare to the number of actor names you guys know. So Carrie's really good at actors. Oh, thank you. Like compared to the average person, I feel like I'm pretty good. But like you guys are on another level. <laughs> Carrie's better than I am. Yeah. No one wants to play movie trivia games with me. <laughs> this is, guys, we got to get together and start making some money off of these talents. We do. We do. We honestly do. All right, Corey, today you are the Disney victor. We need to come up with like a weekly winner name for the person who wins the trivia thing for the week. But you are the weekly Disney trivia champion. <laughs> uh, Deanna should insert like some victory music or fireworks Yay. sounds here and it'd be great. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. With that out of the way in our victor crown, it's time to get down to business. Yay! We're going to rank our top four Disney princes. So, uh, host goes last. No. <laughs> Don't let it go first! Alright, fine. 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 I'll do this. I can't change my workers face. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I did this based on my favorites as well as, you know, just who all around was a good character Oops. and et cetera, et cetera. You didn't know. It's fine. I thought this was my thing. Um, I just now changed my list again. I have a problem. Okay, just go with it. Okay, okay, you got this. okay, okay. Okay. I don't got this, I'm afraid. Alright. My number four is Prince Naveed of Maldonia. I love him. Um, I think he is an interesting character. He uh is a good I can't even. My brain's dying on me. Um Prince Naveed. I love him. He learns a good lesson. He is of course born a prince, so he does fit the princely category. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I really like him. He is a good character to follow. He, I just like him. He has a good personality, which you cannot say about a lot of the earlier princes. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. My number three has changed multiple times. <laughs> but it's okay, because I'm pretty sure this person will end up on the list. Okay. So, my number three is Simba from Lion King. Aww. He's a prince. Yeah, he counts. Yeah, 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 he counts. Uh, Lion King, as listeners out there may remember, is one of my favorite Disney movies. And I love Simba. And just, he's a fantastically complex character. He's the lead character, so of course he's interesting and complex. And he, again, learns a lot, has a personality. It's just a great character. I mean, I don't really have much more to say because I've really expanded upon Simba in the past and mm -hmm. there's not much more to say other than the fact I just love him so much and he's great and he is, he's a good, he's a prince and he ends up becoming a good king and all of that. He has epic moments. And epic yeah. moments that bring tears to my eyes. And a good song. And he's a and lion, so. 
Oh, he has good songs everywhere. Movie, <laughs> musical, every rendition. He's he's great. Number two is Beast from Beauty and the Beast. He is a prince born. And um, I love him. Again, really interesting character who shows growth, has a personality. And uh, yeah, he's he's great. And he shows a lot of self-sacrifice. And I love the live action version of him too. I'm pretty sure the live action version of him was what made that movie at all bearable for me, honestly. I love that version of him. Um, just a really good character who, again, shows a lot of growth and shows a lot of depth and a lot of personality, and I love him. Oh. So, yeah, he's a great, great iconic character for my childhood. Um, and my last one. This one snuck up on me when I was an adult. I didn't think much about this prince when I was young. But I had a very long conversation with Deanna about this two years ago at Disneyland. Disney World! She might not remember. Nope. <laughs> My number one is Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. Oh. Philip is a dark, a little bit of a dark horse, honestly, for me. I I did not really think much of him. I really did not think much of that movie. But he's honestly the first prince with any kind of personality. He's brave. He's funny. He's, I just, he reminds me a lot of um, Ever After, Henry and Ever After. Mm. There's a strong comparison there between them. It'll like the sarcasm and all of that stuff and his relationship with his dad and all of that. There's a lot there and I adore Henry. So there's a lot there. And fighting is honestly more than Aurora. He's the main character of that movie. And I think we've talked about mm -hmm. the reasons for yeah. that being because the voice actors quit and then like, mm -hmm. but he, I like him. He's great. He's got so, like the personality is there and all of that. He's a, again, he's a born prince and everything like that. So he fits that. But he fought a dragon. Like, come <laughs> on. He fought the mistress of like all evil with all the powers of hell. Like what? <laughs> he's clearly a good prince and he's a really good character and he's brave and he's kind and he's funny. I just, I love yeah. him. I, I was come. I remember having this conversation with Deanna. I, I was like, I never thought now. about this. Because it was an article that I found of top 20 reasons why Philip is the best prince. And I was like, like, I agree with all of these. Best forgotten prince. Like, no one thinks about yes. him, but he's amazing. Yeah. And so I, we, had this, we had this discussion after we saw the parade and it popped up or whatever. But yeah, I was, Philip. Philip kind of, it's more than nostalgia. Because if it was just nostalgia, I'm pretty sure Beast would win. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Philip is my choice for number one prince. Aww. Very cool. I think I'm up next. Yes. Yes. Previous host goes last, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, I go last. So yes, yes. My list changed a lot. Like I texted Carrie earlier today and I was like, my list is weird. <laughs> but it, it's gotten, I think, a little bit more like me since then. Okay. So. Okay. Let's hear it. Ahem. <laughs> my number four is Prince Caspian. I good choice. Love that movie, and I chose characters who, being a prince, is just integral to who they are and their their character. That they didn't just happen to be a prince, but it's you know 
their story. It's just, they're not them if they're not a prince, you know? And uh, he definitely feels like that. It's, he's a good character. We get to see his growth from kind of neglected, spoiled prince to, you know, effectively leading an army and being a just king. Mm. It's Also, Ben Barnes was A+. Plus I know, that. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that movie surprised me. I hadn't cared that much about the book Prince Caspian. Um, I, I read all those when I was a kid, you know, but yeah, it wasn't my, it was far from my favorite book, but that movie was really good. And I know part of it's that they took some liberties. I enjoyed it a lot. And Prince Caspian was an, a character that kind of snuck up on me. Huh. It's kind of like, who's this jerk who's being mean to Peter? You know, that's how you feel reading <laughs> yeah. the book and watching the movie. You're like, Peter, listen to Caspian. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I agree with this choice. I hadn't thought of him because when you said your list was weird, I was like, what princes am I forgetting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one that was kind of weird and we probably would have argued about got booted. He's, he'll, he'll, yeah, he's not on the list. Hmm. All right. All right. But I wanted to argue. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got booted from, for being annoying. <laughs> okay, then. My number three. I'm like, who is it? Because what if he's on my list? Is Prince Naveen. Oh, Naveen. Carrie already said it. We've talked about him before in our Princess and the Frog uh, review. But he's a good character. He, you know, he's very interesting and he grows a lot throughout the movie. So. He really grows on you, too. Yeah. Sweet. So selfless. Yeah. 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 And of course, you know, with his background as a prince and just kind of being spoiled and having to overcome this background of getting whatever he wants mm-hmm. and being, and you know, he comes to being willing to give up, you know, the finer things in life to get what he has realized is more important, which is, you know, the friendship and love of the people he's met along the way. And he becomes a hard worker because you see him helping Tiana and yeah. all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. He's a good character and a good prince. And he can mince. He can. <laughs> He's I the prince of mints. <laughs> the prince of mints. <laughs> um, my number two is the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Um, of course. Yeah, I know. Um, but I, I thought long and hard about this one. And I, I honestly, he didn't make my first draft of the list because I was like, well, I'm not going to put him on there for pure nostalgia. But he's a good character. He is! Sorry. And, um, you know, just seeing him grow and become selfless over the course of his journey and learn how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And he's a good prince. Character growth. Both Indeed. versions. Yes. I like I like Dan Stevens' version. <gasps> Downton Abbey! <laughs> I, I want to see it! Is it good? He won't be in the movie. It's very fan servicey, but it's fun. Oh, but I want that. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. We'll go back to Disney. <laughs> and my number one is Simba. Oh, Simba. Simba. He's a good prince, and he's a, another good character that has to kind of grow into the you know the responsibility, and more than anyone else, he has to kind of just assume the weight of his position. And coming back home, he's he's a great character, and I love him. We've talked about him at length. Uh, I Aww. love him. I do. 
he almost didn't make my list because kind of the same reason why you didn't put Beast on your list. And that could even be a reason why he wasn't my number two. It's because I didn't want to be like, well, I'm just playing favoritism and nostalgia. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love him. So that's my list. Um, my honorable mention who made my initial cut was the wart and he got eventually booted off for being annoying. He's kind of annoying. <laughs> oh, okay. He's not a prince. He, he, what do you mean he is the son of a king? <sighs> I don't He's a king who was deposed. No, he wasn't. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know exactly what the story is in that version, so I can't argue this! He's the son of, of King Uther Pendragon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Where did Uther go in that version of the book? Huh? In Sword in Sword in the Stone, where did Uther go? Did he just die? Yeah, he was died. He like, oh, okay. <sighs> well, then why was Wart hiding? Oh, he was, t he was like, given to Ector to foster. I'm trying. Why didn't he know who he was? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like a. I can't remember for that version. There's so many different versions of Arthuriana. Hmm. Sometimes I know some, you hide the identity of a prince. Sometimes if there's a reason. Sometimes it's like Merlin um, promised that in he'd win the war and win grain if he gives um, his first son to raise up as he sees fit. And he gives him to Ector to foster, knowing he wants him to be modest and raised properly. Mm. Um, some That's one version. There's another one that he does it to protect him from people that would want to hurt him. Okay. Um, since, you know, they just... To be fair, in Sword of the Stone, they don't say he's his son. <laughs> you are making assumptions! I've read the book. I know he was the son of Uther. Based on your knowledge of a different <laughs> thing, you're saying that he's a prince. We don't know in the movie that he's a prince. We just know he pulls a sword from a stone and that he's made king, not prince. See, this is what the discussion I wanted <sighs> to have, but then I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had it anyway. Well, before, like, we get way over time, uh, here's my list. <laughs> Yay! Yay, let's hear it. We want to hear it. We're not that over time. We're good. <laughs> okay. We're good. Um, so my number four. It's going to be Simba. Yay, Simba, you made it. Yeah. Um, so I've changed my list a lot listening. <laughs> because I wasn't sure, but I had to listen, like, listen and then make my own decision based off the information I was getting. Because I, on I only changed, like, a couple things, but I was just, like, going with my feelings and then adding y'all's things and helping me narrow it down because I was not Deanna, you only changed a couple 100%. things with four people. I always do that when I'm last. I'm like, good point, good point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't super dialed into the ones I originally picked, so. Okay. All, right, all right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't do this all the time. But anyway, yeah, so Simba's my number four. Um, For all the reasons, as you guys mentioned. <laughs> He's a great prince, and he does go through um a whole lot and then still comes back and rules in the end um, and fixes his kingdom. Um. Mm -hmm. My number three is the Beast, because of that character development. <laughs> um, he, you know, he goes from being very self-centered and kind of spoiled and selfish to, and unkind. Yeah, to quite the opposite, like loving and caring and um, selfless. So um, that is a great story arc for Prince and and good um, background to have when one is to rule because then you can have more a better perspective on ruling your people um 
And my number two, I couldn't, like, not put him on a list because... Yeah, come on. Let's see it. <laughs> because yeah. he's the most handsome of them all, in my opinion. And that is Just Prince it. Eric. <laughs> Yay! He was my number five! <laughs> because those features and he loves puppies and he's a sailor and he just loves adventure like and a we didn't say and a flautist we didn't say he we did not say he was not dreamy <laughs> like it never was said and and he's very determined and he goes after the one he loves and and like works with her to like defeat the villain and yeah He's, I think Eric is an epic prince. He doesn't have a lot of, like, moments for, like, his, like, personality to shine, but um, I just think he's a great person, and he's cute, and... <laughs> yeah. I want to give Eric some credit here real fast. Uh, there was a moment in Little Mermaid that I didn't notice until, like, very recently watching it, and it's the part when he's playing the flute, and it's after he spent the whole day with Ariel. And he's playing the song that he heard her singing, and he's just kind of like, what am I doing? Like, I never got, like, saw the gears turning in his head when I was a kid. Yeah. He's, like, throws the flute as, like, a symbolic way of each turns to go talk to her and be like, I love you. What? I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Ursula why have stops I been, him. yeah. Yeah, why and have also, I been fighting this? I love that moment. I didn't get that as a kid. I didn't get that subtext. Yeah. Well, it's not even really subtext because there's no words, but and, you know. And it also shows that he, like, takes um, his advisor's opinions into account because Grimsby is the one who told him, like, why, like, chase after a fantasy girl when there's a great one right in front of you? And he, like, in that scene, it's like he thinks about it, he considers what Grimsby said, and he does. He's like... He's right. <laughs> like tosses the thing and goes for like, attempts right. to go and talk her. to Ariel. My only thing with him is that I didn't feel like it mattered that much that he was a prince. True. That's fair. He didn't show a lot of like the prince type. He could have just been some rich kid. Yeah. But yeah. we yeah, and we never see like his parents or anything like that. So we don't really know like what the ruling body is like in his kingdom so he's just kind of yeah generically a prince but a great human being <laughs> mm -hmm. um anyway and my number one is prince philip, philip! <laughs> because I like i do remember that conversation we had because he is a really underrated prince he's so cute he's funny he's a fr he's friends with animals <laughs> he fights for the one he loves even though that relationship was very like they didn't have a lot of time Strange. to get to know each other but man yeah. he he fought for it and he like took down a dragon with fairy's help but still faced a dragon and i'm just like yeah <laughs> he is that movie <laughs> also can i just say his outfit flawless <laughs> Like, he is the most fashionable of the princes, too. Like, the red cape and the whole... Everything! Everything! He's so, like, yeah. It's, I don't yeah. know. It's very on point, all of it. And compared to the two previous princes of that era, he is the most... <laughs> has the most personality. Like, I know the one in Cinderella... The prince in Cinderella, Prince Charming, in, like, sequels later, he yeah. does kind of get more. But, like, if you just consider that era, like, Philip was kind of more of a leading man in the princess mm -hmm. movie. Um, but, 
Yeah, Philip Phil needs credit. <laughs> you know the funny thing? I added up all our common all our common princes, and what we end up with is Carrie's list. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Deanna and I both yeah, like, I picked different ones that Carrie picked, and so we just end up with Carrie's list. I did it! I mean, hey. No more podcasts! I win! That We're means done. I can just copy and paste the list that I made. <laughs> Well, the uh, <laughs> the only thing that might change is slight order variations. Yeah. Like what the? Um, it, you know, it, it's debatable that the beast might the be first two. since, or since we had we all had him. Uh, yeah, same with Simba. Beast and Simba could be yeah. interchanged. But um, it looks like Simba was below the beast on two lists, though. Yes, so, so I'm okay beast, with those two. Simba, my own, Philip, but Nubby. do we put Philip at the beginning because he had two number ones, or do we put oh. him third because he didn't get on a list? Um, this is rough. Host chooses. All right. <laughs> I mean, so it's her list anyway. <laughs> yeah. So as to take everybody's opinion into account, I think the ones who made it on all of the lists should be at the top. Okay. Okay. So that would make so Philip everybody's three. opinion is yeah. taken into account. Yeah. So it's going to be Beast, then Simba, then Philip, then Naveen. Okay. okay. I think that's only fair because then all of y'all's opinion gets factored in as well because it's not just like oh well two people made it one Corey didn't even put Philip on the list. So, but to be fair, it was a conversation Deanna and I had, not Corey, Deanna and I had. True. <laughs> Where so. was I? In the shower? I don't know. We were in the park. We were in the park. I don't remember where you were. I was there for that whole trip. <laughs> we were together the whole time. I don't know. The park? I don't know. Park. We were at Magical Kingdom. We had just watched the parade. Was I getting hot dogs? <sighs> you may have been getting hot dogs I don't know but we had this conversation and I read this list to Deanna about all the reasons why Philip is the best prince <sighs> and yeah it's probably getting hot dogs you're probably getting hot oh. dogs at Casey's Corner yes. which everyone should eat at and should definitely take their daughter's recommendations when they tell them to eat there mom <laughs> and dad you were it there is for a, classic. a week you were there for a week and we told you to eat there and you didn't <laughs> I know you're listening to this now but you know no resentment there. Yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> there are always more choices in the future to go back to Disney and right wrongs. <laughs> you didn't eat the you didn't eat the mac and cheese hot dog. It was amazing. It it sounds yes. gross, but it's really good. It's really the mac good. and cheese is really good. <laughs> all right, <laughs> shout out so, Casey's Corner. <laughs> Casey's Corner. I'm so excited to eat there. Like, all right. So we have our list. Naveen is number four. Prince is num Prince. Prince <laughs> Philip is number three. <laughs> Sing some purple rain and we'll cut to cut to close. Um My brain's dead. Simba's number two, and the beast is number one on our list. Yay! <laughs> now, Corey, you said you had some plans for us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What so. is our plans for next week? Now, around Halloween time. There are some certain things that get thrown around a lot. A lot of like mystical things. There's a lot of a lot of elements of the mysterious, the magical. So we are going to rank our top four most powerful magicians. I want who would win in a fight. <laughs> oh 
Like, is it magicians or is it any magic, magic users? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Mm. I know my winner. I'm just saying, if they I were all in a fight, one big knockdown, drag out fight, who would win? I put magician, sorcerer, wizard. Yeah, magic user. Yeah. <laughs> magic user. Mage. Whatever. <laughs> Mage. Yeah. All right. I like this. Yes. This is magic. good. And our feature of the week is a movie that also has certain mystical elements to it. It has shapeshifters. It has a history of poisoning and murder. Oh. We're going to watch The Shaggy Dog. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which version? The 50s. 50s version. Yay! 50s version! <laughs> I love. I was like not, not expecting that to be. I know. I was trying to set Cor- it up weird. Corey and I watched the Shaggy Dog as a kid all the time. But yeah, it's. A, I think they had it at mom like, and dad's office. Yeah, or mom's office. Yeah, but it has like, it has a curse, and all this is because of the curse of the Borgias, and so you know, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I was. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. I know. There's not any Halloween movies left. Sorry. There's not very many, yeah. I find this to be false. There's not There's any Halloween movies Disney left Channel that I want to watch. original movies. Okay. We'd have to dip <laughs> into... That's a different story. We'd have to go into Disney Channel real deep for a lot of them. Yeah, I also considered Monsters, Inc., but I didn't. Hmm. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for this week, you guys. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um... If you didn't, keep it to yourself. If you did, <laughs> only I'm positivity wanna... here on the Disney <laughs> podcast. Positivity! All right, so we'll catch you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Eat a Casey's corner. Bye.